Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from rainy Escazoo, Costa Rica, and the sound of nature is with us in the background with some thunder and some rain. There it is, the thunder, and um, so if you hear hissing, it's not microphone failure. It is Mother Nature, so it's nice to have a little nature going on in the background, and um It is Sunday, the 15th of May in the year 2022, and happy lunar eclipse to everyone. So the eclipse has not happened yet. It is an earlier part of the day that I'm recording this, and um, we are expecting a lunar eclipse. So it's a full moon. It means the sun and the moon are in opposition, and when you have a lunar eclipse, um, That means the sun is eclipsing the moon. And if you go outside, depending on where you are, you should be able to see it tonight. Um, Where I am, I should be able to see it in the United States. I think they can see it in South America. They can definitely see it. But I don't know if I'm going to have a clear night here because, as I said earlier, I mentioned it's raining. (laughs) So it's gray and cloudy. And sometimes it rains at 1 o'clock, like yesterday. Uh, If you watched my Instagram, you heard me say, it's 1.30 in the afternoon. It's getting dark. And it was dark. I mean, it was dark. I had to start putting lights on because it was dark at 1.30 in the afternoon. This rain didn't start till around like 3.30 or 4. So had it rained earlier, you know, maybe I would be able to see it tonight. But my fingers are crossed because the whole gang and I are supposed to go out and see it tonight. Now, this is going to be spectacular because it's a blood flower moon. And that means that the moon will turn red, I think at maximum eclipse point, which is in my time zone, 1014 PM. Now, if you are in the, I'm central standard time, or technically it, it kind of corresponds to mountain time, but, um, because central, the people in central time, like my friends in Houston are in daylight time. And so it's central daylight time. So they're actually an hour ahead of me. It's, uh, you know, they're an hour ahead, even though when there's no daylight savings time, we're on the same clock. But in Eastern time, it's going to happen at 12.14 a.m., which is not very late. It's not like 3 in the morning where you get out of bed to see an eclipse. And if you're in the Pacific time zone, well, then you've got it at 9.15 p.m., and you can easily go out and look at that eclipse if, if the skies are clear. So... Okay, so what have we got? We've got an eclipse, and this eclipse is in Scorpio. And it's in Scorpio, and it's in the south node. Um, The eclipse happens at 25 degrees of Scorpio, where the sun is at 25 Taurus, the moon is at 25 Scorpio, and it is, um, you know, Right now, as I'm recording this, the moon is at the south node, and it's just about reaching the south node at 22 degrees. And, you know, one of the things is that um, when we have an eclipse at the south node, it is a releasing eclipse. It means that we are cleaning out the closets, cleaning out the cobwebs, cleaning out the basement, the attic, everything. We're we're cleaning the backyard. We're, We're... We're... cleansing and releasing something emotionally because it's the moon it's emotional okay and so something profound may shift your perspective with today tomorrow yesterday a day or two from now eclipses are often um three 
days coming, three days going. Now, have you had something where you've needed to act in accordance to feelings, gut feelings, emotions, etc.? Or have you just not had that experience yet? It doesn't mean something's going to be ripped from our lives necessarily. Um, it could be a lot of different things. But one of the things that's so important is that we are clearing something. And <laughs> one of the things that's actually um, part of the eclipse is Saturn. Saturn is squaring the eclipse. And we already had the sun square Saturn this afternoon. And that happened at... 2.49 p.m. Eastern Time, which was 12.49 p.m. my time. And I remember this very distinctly this afternoon because I felt very critical of myself. And I said, ah, this must be part of the Saturn, part of this eclipse. And I definitely, I opened my app on my phone and there it was. It was exact. The sun was exactly squaring Saturn. So if you've had some critical moments today, and I mean critical in the criticizing sense, if you are talking to yourself in a critical or criticizing way or ridiculing yourself or just being critical of people out in the world, that means you're doing it to yourself, okay? So anything that we're projecting, we're feeling it ourselves. We're just putting it on other people. But this is one of those times when we have to be very, very aware of how we're using our energy. And, you know, eclipses can come and things are definitely not in a place of balance. Because remember, it's the sun and the moon opposite. Now, you would think that would bring a balance, but we have to seek some sort of balance. Something throws us off. And Saturn is part of this equation this time around. And Saturn is giving us a lot of, you know, uh, snipey energy. <laughs> what else can I say? I was critical of myself. The The moon hasn't squared Saturn yet. That's going to be in a few hours. Um, and the moon, is Saturn's at 24. And the sun already passed it. The sun's already at 25, which is where the eclipse is. But the moon is still, I've got it at 22 going to the south node. And it's going to, within like a few hours, um, you know, square Saturn. And so that, that occurs at, um, that occurs at 1138 PM. So interestingly, um, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. 1138 PM Eastern time. That's not long before this, like maybe like a little less, a little more than half an hour before the eclipse. So that's really something where we, we're going to feel something a little emotional, a little, a little biting maybe, because that's the nature of Saturn or like shame on you. You didn't take responsibility. That's Saturn. So if there's a voice in your head telling you something like that, or if there's circumstances telling you something like that, or a person is pointing a finger at you and saying, shame on you. You didn't take responsibility. Ha, you should have taken responsibility. That's Saturn. That is the voice of Saturn. Just so you know this. And so you are aware of it and you go, mm, it's Saturn, okay. And so our feelings around this maybe, and, and feelings, there's lots of feelings because we're dealing with emotions. We're dealing with the moon. And we are also dealing with 
hurt feelings because the eclipse occurs with Saturn. So maybe someone just goes, meh, you know, who cares? I don't care about your opinion. I don't care about your feelings. I don't care. They kind of run over you a little bit. This is Saturn, okay? Um, maybe someone takes you for granted. Maybe anything. You know, when if you feel a little ouch tonight, it's Saturn, okay? Or if you're hearing this tomorrow, you know, Monday, you might be hearing this tomorrow. Maybe it already happened, so just be aware of it. See, the Saturn thing happens now. The whole eclipse happens for days. Even though it's a moment tonight, even though it's a moment, the, the energy lingers with us for the next few days. And then when it really, really kicks out is not until the new moon, not until the new moon. So we don't get clear until the 30th, which in the United States is Memorial Day, when there is a new moon at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So what we're focused on right now is getting through these hours in these next few days and how we can release things with this eclipse. Now, there were certain things that I've had to release, and, you know, this is all connected to the Mercury retrograde, and then... You know, in Mercury retrograde, well, we talked about that last week, and we, we know what that's all about. And, um, and then there's this Venus-Chiron aspect. Now, Venus and Chiron are tricky because Chiron is asking us to look at where we've been wounded. And then there's all this Saturn involved with the eclipse, which says, you know, all of this is just, it's a little complicated. You know, it isn't just some eclipse where we're, you know, like the last one, there was a lot of liberation and a lot of freedom and a lot of like surprises and opening doors. And, and that was Uranus. That's a different energy. Saturn is much more, you know, he's got his arms folded and he's looking at you critically. So think about how that corresponds to where you might feel wounded in your life because Venus and Chiron are showing us where we need to connect with and work with our wounds or release our wounds so that we don't feel wounded again and again and again. And Venus's feelings too, even though it's all in that stuff's in Aries, you know, Venus and Chiron are in Aries. Where is this happening for you in your chart? How is this happening for you in your life? What do you feel right now? And I've heard a lot of things, you know, I have friends who've had like, you know, people in accidents and people um, in the hospital and people, a bunch of people in the hospital. I've heard of a bunch of people in the hospital um, just in the last few days. So this is, this is complicated, you know, people are going through feelings and, and stuff. And, you know, it's important for us to sort out our feelings and to sort out all of our emotions and wounds and stuff and let ourselves sit with this and process. And, you know, emotions are energy in motion. And we have to work with how it's moving through us. And I said this on Instagram yesterday. Eclipses do move through us. Eclipses um, bring up emotions that are moving through us. I can say that the energy I have felt has been heavy these last few days. And if you, maybe you don't have all sorts of drama going on, and if not, that's great. But then there's also, where are you feeling it in your body? Do you have a headache? Are you tired? Do you feel lack of energy? Do you want to just go back to bed? Did you feel like you didn't sleep well? 
what's the eclipse bringing for you? And maybe tonight you won't sleep well. Maybe tonight is the night because it's actually exact tonight. Or maybe you won't. Maybe you'll feel okay. Maybe you've been processing something all along and this is something, you know, that you're just stepping into and working with the energy. I've been working with this energy a lot and I, I definitely feel a shift from like earlier in the week and I definitely feel a shift of energies, you know, moving through me and I'm just trying to stay with it and just stay present. And that is the best thing we can do is stay present with our emotions. The other thing we can do, and this is very cool, um, is that you can do something like a ceremony. And a ceremony involves just maybe you want to, you can write something, you can light a candle, you can like take time and, um, you know, do a whole ritual with herbs or a space cleanse with, you know, sage and cedar and um, myrrh and Palo Santo, whatever you have, Copal, and clear your space. And that could be a real release of energies in your space. Now the Reiki I do, I'm always clearing space because I have to do that not with sage, with the Reiki itself, I have to clear space before I do my session. We, we clear the energy with the Reiki energy in, in the space where I'm sitting and then I clear myself. So I'm always clearing myself with this Reiki, but it's been, this is like some stubborn energy because it's fixed. It's Taurus and Scorpio. This is not like a flowing, flowing energy. Like, you know, it's not like a Scorpio's water, but this isn't like Pisces, you know, this isn't like a flowing release. This is, you know, a, a more of a stubborn fixed energy. If you are a fixed sign like me, you are going to feel this probably more. And if you have planets at 25, 23, 24, 26, 27, you are going to feel this. It, it fixed signs, a fixed signs. But even, you know, if you have something like, okay, it's 25 Scorpio where the eclipse is, if you have something at 25 Pisces, it's making a trine. But it is definitely a time when you are going to be tapping into some strong, deep, deep emotions. Deep is the operative word. This is about depth. Scorpio does not do things in a superficial or shallow way. If you see a Scorpio doing that, they're not telling you the whole story, okay? But it's deep, 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 deep energy. And it asks us to go deep inwards, okay, for deep emotions, deep sensitivities, deep wounds, Venus Chiron, deep hurts, deep processing, and step in deeply and connect, connect, connect. And that's what's going to get you through this eclipse, okay? If you're, if you're staying lighthearted, you're not going into where the eclipse energy is and you need to, it's, it'll drag you in there. Believe me, eclipses do, they will drag you in there. So we stay connected. We stay deep. We stay, um, true to ourselves, true to ourselves more than anything. And that's what this eclipse is asking us to do. Go really, really deep. Now, um, you just, you know, if you don't know how to do that, you just sit with yourself. You just sit with yourself and breathe and be present and connect with your feelings, just your feelings. How do you feel? Do you feel a headache? Do you feel tired? Like I said before, do you feel 
wounded? Do you feel emotional? Do you feel emotional? This is, this is emotional. Okay. Process, process. Um, so the moon sextiles Pluto at 528 AM tomorrow morning, Eastern time, 328 my time. Eastern. And that's when it goes void. So it doesn't go void after the eclipse. It makes a sextile to Pluto after the eclipse, which is really good for transformation. I think that's a positive sign. A sextile is a good aspect. It's a nice flowing aspect. It gives us an opportunity to go deep because it's Pluto, which rules Scorpio, which is where the full moon is. So we're, we're being asked to do something very profound. Scorpio goes profound. So take that, go get, go get into it, go get to that deep depth. And it could be deep creativity. You may sit with your creative tools and get really, really intensely involved with it or passion. Your passion's about something, anything. So, okay. Then what we have on Tuesday, which is, you know, still part of the eclipse because it's not long after. Um, but it's late Tuesday night, Eastern time is that Mars is going to conjunct Neptune. And that is something that only happens once every two years. And Mars and Neptune are strange roommates. Um, they're both in Pisces. Mars in Pisces, first of all, I've talked about it before, is something that happens like a velvet hammer, like you get hit over the head with something. Now, we're dealing with deep emotions. Maybe you won't feel anything and you'll get it on Tuesday when you have Mars Neptune it's like oh right 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 yeah that's what that was about now they're not so far from the eclipse either um meaning that Neptune is at 24 Saturn's at 24 the eclipse is at 25 Neptune's at 24 Pisces and that's where Mars will meet it and that is in trying to this eclipse. So they're part of this. You know, so we got Venus and Chiron, we got Saturn, we got, this is a big deal eclipse. There's a lot of players in this and Mars Neptune is part of it. It's just the thing that comes after. So if you don't feel ecliptic in these days, then Mars and Neptune may make you feel ecliptic. And Mars and Neptune are interesting because they're, it's almost like being eclipsed because Mars is an assertive, active energy. It's a confident energy. It's a, it's a strong, direct energy, but it's in Pisces, which is not a direct sign. It's a sign of doing things under the table, behind closed doors, behind the curtain, behind the veil. And Neptune is a veiled planet. So this eclipse is very complicated. Lots of components, lots of moving parts. And Mars and Neptune are connecting in a way that our senses are heightened. Our senses are heightened by this because Mars and Neptune brings in more intuition, more in involvement in the psychic realms, more... Um, in the uh, deeper realms and Mars and Neptune are asking us to kind of go deep too. Now, weird things happen with Mars and Neptune. You assert yourself and it makes no difference whatsoever. It's like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> you try to go in confidently and you fall apart and you're all mushy and emotional. Maybe you're in a relationship or something. Um, 
things can happen that you that are mister mysterious. Two years ago, Mars Neptune happened. This is the last time Mars Neptune happened conjunct in Pisces, because Neptune was definitely still in Pisces two years ago, and we had a beautiful cat disappear here, and we to this day don't know what happened to her, and it was exactly the day of the Mars Neptune, and I believe she was stolen. Um, I that's my intuitive feeling that she was stolen. Someone stole her. She was very pretty. And she was out front, probably, and she would not have run away. She had a very lovely home here. You know, we all took care of her. Um, and she left. She, I, I don't, my instincts told me she didn't die, but she, um, she just vanished. And that's Pisces. She was a Pisces cat. Her, her birthday was during Pisces. Um, and so she was attuned to that Pisces energy. So Pisces... Pisces vanishes. You ever go to a party with your Pisces friend and you're standing there and you turn around, they're gone. You don't know where they went. Maybe they left. I don't know. You just let them go. And you're starting to talk to your other friends at the party and then all of a sudden your Pisces friend shows up at your elbow and you're like, where did you come from? Well, I was here all along. Well, what do you mean? I, I looked around. I didn't see you. I looked everywhere for you. No, I was here. That's Pisces. <laughs> That's Pisces. Um, and... You know, so something can vanish, something can help get released, something can um, be deeply creative. Again, Mars Neptune can be deeply creative. Um, so hopefully, whatever you release during this ecliptic time, you are releasing something that benefits your life and, and it was always in your highest. I know that it's always in your highest, in our highest. And if you don't know the reason for that now, you will. And, um, you know, each of us has our own story for whatever reason. You know, things happen in our highest. They don't seem like they're high, our highest at the time. But it is important to just recognize it as something that is ultimately going to show us something later on, if, even if we don't know the answer now. And it's raining a lot. You can hear it. <laughs> so it's all water. A water eclipse. Mars and Neptune are in water. And it's watery, watery here. What else is going on this week? There are other events. One of them is that the sun is going into Gemini. And that's Friday, 9.23 p.m. Eastern Time. Sun is going into Gemini. So it's saying goodbye to Taurus. We're leaving Taurus season. And we're going into the series, this time of year when we get into... Mercury and Mercury is in Gemini and Mercury is only at three degrees, 41 minutes. As I'm talking right now, Mercury went retrograde at four degrees and that was the other day, a few days ago, four, four or five days ago. And it's like, wow, Mercury hasn't moved very much at all because Mercury, you know, when they go retrograde, it's slow. And so we're going into sun, going into Gemini, being ruled by a retrograde Mercury. And that means it's going to be a very interesting ride. Um, you know, things are going to be a little topsy-turvy until we get to June 3rd when it goes direct. And there's the thunder. And Mercury and the Sun will conjunct on Saturday afternoon at 3.18 p.m. Eastern Time. That'll be 1.18 my time. And so... It's, it's the, you know, Mercury and the sun meet frequently through the year. They meet at several different times. But when Mercury's retrograde, um, 
it's particularly important. Again, as I always say, go back and look again. The sun is light. The sun is shining the light on Mercury. Any details you might have missed, anything that's possibly hmm, a little out of your reach, anything that was clear yesterday and not clear today or vice versa, Mercury is really going to be very present with us once you know Friday and Saturday come but then on next Sunday when we meet again on this podcast Mercury will be going into Taurus at 7 15 my time 9 15 p.m um eastern time on Sunday so we're gonna have a couple days where Mercury and the Sun are in Gemini together and then Mercury is gonna say see you later I'm going back into Taurus and Mercury isn't going back into Gemini for a little while. So it's very interesting and important that Mercury and the Sun are going to be in Gemini together only for two days and not again until we get into the 13th of June, when 14th of June, when Mercury goes back into Gemini. And then by that time, the Sun is almost finished with um almost finished with Gemini and is getting ready to go into cancer a week later. But, um, so look into your details, reread, rethink, reconnect, um, rewind (laughs) and understand what's going on for you. Um, while this Mercury is retrograde, what, what information are you getting? I've had a number of interesting Mercury retrograde stuff and it, they weren't just like, you know, that their happenstances, right? Like some of them were random, but I had to go sort it out already. Like I was sorting things out, as I mentioned last week, a week ago, I was sorting things out before Mercury went retrograde. I had to sort things out on Monday and Tuesday as Mercury was going retrograde. And I had to like pull all the details and, you know, like track packages and things and really stay close to a situation until it got sorted out. So this Mercury comes with a certain amount of work. So yeah, absolutely. Mercury is retrograde. It's going to meet with the sun next Saturday, and we're going to see some details or things come to light and where we need to do some extra homework around this Mercury retrograde. Um, And we have some interesting Uh, aspects. Also on Thursday the 19th, the sun will trine Pluto because they are in earth signs together. And that lovely trine gives us opportunity to sort of process a lot of the transformation that may have happened during the eclipse or allows us to allow transformation to happen because (laughs) allows us to allow transformation because it's a trine, it's an opportunity and it's showing us where we can allow transformation to happen. Maybe we have to surrender in some way. And a lot of times South node eclipses ask us to surrender. So we might start to get comfortable with the surrender when the sun trines Pluto on Thursday at 8, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And probably that whole day, um, and even Wednesday night, the night before. The fact that Pluto is touching the sun after the sun has touched the moon in Scorpio today um, is very transformational. And then the moon sextiles Pluto 
after the eclipse. It's the aspect after the eclipse and then before it goes void. So Pluto's involved here. It's not directly involved in like it's right with the eclipse or it blows up the eclipse or anything like that. But it is, I think, a more comfortable way of um, sort of assimilating these dynamics, these energies. And so Sun trine Pluto on Thursday and also on Thursday, Mercury in Gemini is going to sextile Jupiter in Aries. And that's very good. That's the first time that Mercury and Jupiter are going to make this aspect while Jupiter is in Aries. And it's um, very interesting because that means they are already talking to each other in a very positive way. So big ideas. Um, you know, Jupiter is at the beginning of Aries. It's still at that, you know, early stages of fire and um, the cardinal axis. And so Mercury and Jupiter talking to one another is very good and interesting dynamic. It means that they're really connecting and opening up our minds and opening up our ideas and, um, sh you know, shining lights on how we think. And again, this is another aspect where Mercury is getting opened up and there's opportunities. So even though Mercury's retrograde, I think it's getting some positive feedback from the other planets. And so it's helping, helping us move, um, move things along, even though Mercury may put stops on things. Um, as far as the moon, after it goes void, it will enter Sagittarius at 7.50 a.m. tomorrow morning, Eastern Time. Stay in Sagittarius till Tuesday night at 11.59 p.m. when it goes void again, still in Sag. It goes into Capricorn at 8.02 a.m. on Wednesday. So while we're sleeping in this region of the world, or actually part of my region of the world, um, um, yeah, it goes into... Capricorn, 8.02 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday the 18th. And then it goes into void in Capricorn at 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Friday the 20th. And then 53 minutes later at 8.53 a.m. it goes into Aquarius. So it's not very long. So the moon's in Aquarius as the sun goes into Gemini. And there's this nice sun-moon dynamic going on where they're all in air signs. So we've got lots of air going on. Air. You know, it then it suddenly won't be just Saturn in Aquarius, then it'll be the sun in Gemini, moon in Aquarius, Mercury in Gemini. So there's a lot of air going on, meaning thinking processes. And so we still have a good balance of the elements because we still have things in earth that aren't going anywhere like Uranus and Pluto. And we still have things in fire, Jupiter. Thankfully we have something in fire and Jupiter's good in fire and that'll be there for months. So we still have fire and water. We have Neptune and we have Mars alongside Neptune, as you know, and you know, we're moving along with all that air too. So we've got a balance. We've got a balance of all the elements and that's a good thing. Mars is going to get ready to go into its own sign of Aries, but that's not till the 24th. So we're not going to focus on that just now, but in the meantime, uh, that's about it. We have an eclipse tonight. I have all the confidence in the world that each of you will have 
an incredibly revelatory and releasing experience. May you all be blessed during this ecliptic time and certainly contact me if you'd like to talk more about this. So my Instagram is The Golden Astrologer. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. You can book a session online with me right there. It's all automated. You can just go to book online. You can book any session you'd like. Um, I'm here every Sunday the Golden Astrologer podcast. You can reach me through email, info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. I welcome all uh, input and clients and thoughts and realizations. Realizations and epiphanies. I welcome all epiphanies and realizations. I hope you all have a beautiful eclipse. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for listening. Gratitude to all.